The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. I can't stand people. I hate them. Oh, yeah? You hate them? No, but I seem to feel better when they're not around. Hey, barkeep, uh, two scotch and water. Like, what do you do? I drink. And that's from Barfly. And guess what crossed my mind when I heard that? I hate people. I don't like to be around them. They're talking back and forth about other people. Guess who they're escaping from, though? It's not other people. The drinking is to escape from themselves. Instead of using their minds well, figuring out what am I dealing with? Where have I let myself down? What, what? interpersonal problems am I having, problems with other people, how do I solve them? Instead of looking at the problems as things that are solvable, they just throw in the towel and drink and then end up disliking themselves because they drink and needing to drink more. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness and I give you better solutions for your problems. Um, my, numbers, my number is toll-free 1-877-DR-KENNER, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. Uh, my website's drkenner.com and um, I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions and even though it's not therapy, I can give you some tips on a problem you're having. I've just never gone in for that psychological mumbo-jumbo. And I want to welcome Ruth to the show. Ruth, you're dealing with someone who's angry a lot and depressed? Yes. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, he's um, my son, and he's divorced recently within the last year, year and a half. And he's just very unhappy. He thought that he had done all that he could for the relationship, and he has two children, and he's just very unhappy about it. And um, some of the choices um, he makes for his free time do not seem to be I mean, he spends a good time with his children and everything, but he just seems to be angry. And it, sometimes it's hard for me to respond to him. Is he living with you? Yes. Okay, so he, that's the reason that it's really bringing it to front and center in your life. I would Correct. Lo- I would love to help you. Can you give me a snapshot of something he typically does that irks the heck out of you, that feels unfair to you? Well, uh, he smokes cigarettes. Um, we'll just do one minor one. Okay. I mean, he's got some very good manners and, and pleases and thank yous, but he smokes cigarettes. I've asked him not to smoke in the house, and periodically he will smoke in his bedroom, and he'll put it out in a, in a, a water kind of a thing and throw the cigarette in there. And he's just not as clean or orderly as he used to be, and I don't, I mean, he's, a, he's old enough where I should not be disciplining him, or telling them how, what, old how is to do he? it. What, yeah. 37. 37, okay. Okay, so it's hard not to get back in the mothering role, and you're upset that he's smoking. How, what has worked to reach him in the past when you've wanted to communicate to him and you feel it's gone well? What have you done? Boy, I don't know. I have tried numerous things. That's a good question. I don't know. Because partly you're wanting him not to smoke. Partly, what would... Uh, the smoking part is nothing to do with it. I don't want him smoking in the house. In the house. And right. why do you because think... I, why yeah. do you think he's violating that? Why do you think he's saying... I think sometimes he just wants to watch TV and not go out on the balcony. Because about 95% of the time he smokes on the balcony. And that's okay with you? 
that he smokes on the balcony? Yeah. Yes, it's outdoors, it's not enclosed, and um, I don't agree with the fact that he should be smoking, but I, he's, it's not anything I can do anything about. Okay, so if you were to say, let me just run something by you, because I know we don't have a whole lot of time here. If you were to say to him, I'll give him a name, Joey, uh, Joey, I could I smelled the cigarette smoke again, and how can we work together so that doesn't become an irritant between us? Because I value having you around. I know you're going through a rough time. I know you'd probably rather be any place but here. Um, how can we work together better with the small thing of the smoking? Ooh, that's what I need. I need this recorded. I should have typed it down. Okay. You can listen to it on a podcast. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) yeah, that's what you want. What you're doing is you're engaging his cooperation and you're trying to work with him. You don't know where he's coming from. If you go into a parental role with him, I told you to stop smoking and you're doing it again. That's not an invitation to him. If you ask, go ahead. Can you say that again? And I'm going to try to get it logged into my memory of how to say it okay. gently, nicely, and and like friend to friend. Okay. Well, you, you're trying to see the world through his eyes for a moment, you know, and I may be rephrasing it a little differently, but, you know, hon, I walked by your room again, and I could smell the cigarette smoke, and I saw it in the, I saw that you put one out in um, a glass or whatever it is. So number one, I'm naming what I observed. You're giving him the evidence, just gently, not with anger. Now, that's masterful if you can pull that off as a mom itself, just naming the facts. And then you say, you know, my guess is that you would, that this is tough on you. My guess is, I'm not saying I know this is tough on you because I can't read another person's mind. My guess. My guess is, or I suspect, or, you know, I sense that this is tough on you being here and that you'd probably rather be anyplace else than here. You know, this is a a small thing, so you don't make it into a big issue. You can name, because that's what you told me, I'll deal with a small one first. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a small, this is a small thing I wouldn't even say issue because issue sounds big you know this is a small thing and I'm wondering how we could work together so we don't feel irritated with each other and maybe get into the old patterns uh, with the smoking you know what's what's best for you honey well, I will give that a try. I thank you very very much okay and I thank you for taking my call this is a free call you were quite um this is quite generous of you. I okay. appreciate this. Okay, you Thank did you. mention, before you leave, Ruth, you did mention something about his anger. Did, that's what you started with? Yes. He's If he's got a lot of anger, do you know how to diffuse that? I do not. Okay. Um, you want to give me a quick snapshot of that, and I can help you with that? Um. Just when I ask him how are things going, well, how do you think they're going? Okay, um, I spent 12 years with a person, and I don't to, to see my children on a day-to-day basis. How do you think they're going? So it, it sounds like you're irritated when I ask you that question, honey. Or you'd prefer that I don't ask you that question. It sounds like it's rough enough for you without me asking you to talk about it. Yeah. Classes. Okay. Thank you. N- yeah, but okay. notice that's a skill. What I what I actually did, Ruth, 
was that he, instead of, he's giving me a message. And what's the essence of the message? He doesn't like me questioning him, me meaning the mom, right? Okay. And so if I can name exactly what I'm feeling from him as an observation, remember, it was like it's, you're focused on facts. As an observation, you know, honey, it, it sounds like it, this is, it sounds like, this is nagging you or you don't like it when I ask you this question. And I can also add, and it sounds like it's really rough on you and it doesn't help to relive it with me. Well, and then you can put out a helping hand if you want. Whenever you feel like talking, it would probably be better if I just leave it to you then, hon. You know, you can, I'm available and if you want to talk, that's fine. If it feels like it's, you're on overload already, then I understand. Okay, I'm going to try that. I'm okay, probably better off if you were the person he was communicating with than myself. I think because he, I guess yeah, I get so caught up in and um, wanting to see a change. I think quickly that it's it's um, um, sad. Okay, let me give two recommendations to you. Change takes a long time. And my kids will, like, with all of the training that I have, all the skills I have, all the courses that I've taught, taught all, all the therapy that I've given, I occasionally slip up and we laugh at it because it's normal to slip up. So don't beat up on yourself if you're having different, if you can't implement what we talked about just once. You know, that's not, that's not feasible. You can go to my website and get a book, Changing for Good which could help, okay. and another book, Difficult Conversations. Changing for Good and Difficult Conversations. Right. If that book isn't on my website yet, just Google it. They're both fabulous books. Listen, thank you well, so much for your call, Ruth. Thank you for your call and taking my call. I really appreciate it. Okay, Ruth, thank you. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and if you feel like you have an unbalanced life, it's lopsided, you're working too much, or maybe you spend too much time on a hobby, and ignoring projects that you know you need to get done at work, or you're spending time with your kids, but you're feeling burnt out and you don't know what to do, or you're not spending enough time with your kids and you're feeling sad and guilty, or no time for romance and you're feeling guilty. Coming up, we will be talking with a thinking expert and seminar presenter, Jean Maroney, on better thinking skills and having a balanced life. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, The Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Understanding where emotions come from will make you a better romantic partner. Sadness is due to the perceived loss of a value. Depression is a more extreme form of sadness which may involve painful loss or the conviction that one is no good, that life is no good, and that things will never get better. Anxiety stems from your appraisal that there's a threat to your values, often involving uncertainty. Frequently, this threat is of a psychological nature, such as a perceived threat to your self-esteem. Fear is your response to the perception of imminent danger, usually a physical threat, or of your perception of the imminent loss of an important value. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.